All right, we are rolling, and this is, I, I'm confused because we did an episode zero. I believe it's episode two. Yes, episode two. Uh, episode two of Unscripted. My name's Tim Lindsay, Aaron McLaughlin on the other side of your screen, and our first guest, we've got Vanessa, and I'm going to say it wrong. I, I, I'm a, I, well, I won't say it hockey style. It's Gagnon. I'm just guessing yes. it's Gagnon. Yeah. It's not Gagnon? Gagnon? No, it's Gagnon? It can okay. be fancy. It can be. Perfect. Yeah, make it as fancy as you want. So, Vanessa, if you remember from uh, the stories that we told, uh, did the original podcast. She's my original podcast partner in crime. She's the other woman. So I'm going to let you two talk. I'll go get a drink. Can I get you? Can I get you ladies a sandwich or anything? I'll leave the room so you can talk about me. Well, in all honesty, I'm so excited because I haven't seen you in. I mean, like, granted, we're in Zoom land right now, Mm. but I haven't seen your face Mm -hmm. in so long. Um which begs the question, why are we not FaceTiming when we talk to each other? <laughs> um, but uh, so I, I asked you to come on because I, one, I want to talk about sort of the story of podcasting and how you kind of, you were the reason that I got into podcasting. You roped me in. Um, what led you there? Um, I also kind of wanted to talk about the fact that you're an introvert. Yeah. So um, the yin to my yang. Yeah. Um, and how, like, what appealed to you about podcasting? So that's kind of like, you can riff off that. Okay. So I don't, I don't know what it is about podcasting, but when I found podcasts, which granted was probably way longer than other people had found it, I just thought it was so interesting as a, like, um, a medium or whatever. Mm. And just yeah. so much that can be done with it. And really, you have to literally have no talent. To, like, to start oh, wait a minute. Check. What are Hang you on. saying? I'm, I, I'm, I'm putting together a rudimentary list. Hang on. Talentless. Nailed it. Keep going. Nailed it. Zero talent. Get it. Let's go. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm not wealthy. So the, in no money, specifically I like at the time. This. All right. I had, I mean, we had our phones, like that's all that we had. I just, I, yeah, I I rolled it low tech with you. Yeah. Yeah. Low tech Um, in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, just the fact that you can, you know, there's different host sites that you can use for free up to a certain point and, you know, start a podcast with a topic and like get it out to iTunes and Spotify, you know, I just was thought it was great. And then when we actually saw people, listen to it yeah <laughs> right you're like wait people want to hear us yeah, wait that's not mom right that's totally interesting yeah mom's and not in brazil what's happening i think really out of all the people that were listening i think it was only like your stepmom and like my mother-in-law i think those were the only family members that ever yeah listened. yeah our all family actually people. didn't support the first no. podcast <laughs> i like that yeah i like that <laughs> it was all organic following right <laughs> yeah i'm in a, i'm from an irish catholic family that's called love yeah right exactly you're on your we're own. just showing you what the real world's like yeah totally so and yeah well, go ahead. We got our first like remember we had the person from australia and then like yes. the people from canada that were listening were like oh, yes exciting yeah, they're not all from new hampshire right right yep. right yeah well so if you i want to just like rewind like go back to when you called me and you were like, hey, so um, let's do a podcast. And obviously, 
an invitation to talk is not something that you need to ask me twice, right? Like you don't have to give that to me more than once, but what prompted you to do that? Like why, what was going on for you at the time that you felt like you needed to sit in a basement with me every week and talk? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what was, you know what I mean? Like, I know you're interested in podcasting, but what else was going on? The mental well, picture think- you're drawing for me is so awful. It's a base. I, I picture like, you're recording on one cell phone that gets lowered down in a wicker we basket. Were. Like this, it yeah. was like this. Yep. Buffalo Bob, it puts the lotion on, it records the podcast. It was. It was <laughs> I mean, it was that low tech and people listened. Yeah. So yep. <laughs> go ahead, Vanessa. Like, oh, people are running above us. Excuse me. Oh. Um, you know. Yeah, uh, totally. Well, you were no longer my partner in crime in school. Like yeah. you had moved along and I feel like, I mean, we always kind of bounce things that we were always thinking about off of each other, no matter how weird they were or yeah. like didn't make any sense. And I, like you had mentioned, I am a more introverted person. So like I did, I didn't think like I could ever really do it by myself, but if I could rope in that like charismatic personality to do it with oh, me thank you. and I got to see her and have conversations with her and knew that we also felt and thought similarly on things that we were discussing, which was really about teachers and just kind of, you know, some of the toxic environments that can happen there. And, right. You when know, there's no money and family stuff. Government. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. We're just like a lot of like different Toxicity things. at the state level at an underfunded, <laughs> underappreciated role. Yeah. Wow. Hold on. Let me write this down. Let me write this down. Keep going. Brand new. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And we went through some pretty, pretty big, like, um, situations too, in the midst of our podcast, which we also talked about on our podcast. So, um, you know, that was, I don't know. I think I knew it would work well because I knew that we're good friends and like we, we could, our personalities balance each other. So I felt like the conversations would be good. Yeah. Well, you know, but I think like there's so many people out there who probably have, they're like, oh, I have really interesting conversations. People should follow me around. Right. And like, but what, you know, I think like, I always just think about this. Like, why were we like, yeah, let's just talk. And people definitely want to hear what we have to talk about, you know? And, but I don't think we actually cared if anybody was listening. We just, we knew we had to have a conversation and, tackle some things that we weren't getting to do in a work environment anymore. So yeah, I think you nailed it. Well, and honestly, if you think about social media, the the platform allows, you know, we joke about, you know, I've got 3000 friends on Facebook. Well, you've got um, maybe 2000 happy accidents, uh, 500 actual friends, and then 500 people you don't like, but you felt rude if you didn't accept their friendship request. Because you hated right. them in high school and they haven't improved, let's be honest. Another yeah, show for another hackers. time. Yeah. So that being said, yeah. the, I think there's a sense of voyeurism too. And especially now where a lot of people are doing their vlog casting, there's a video component like we, we have going right now. Um, what's interesting is you guys were sitting together, right? Yes. Um, and, and having that personal, and you have a personal relationship, having yeah. a personal conversation and sharing that with that one person, even if it is truly, and, and I know this sounds altruistic, and it is because it is, that one person that needed to hear that conversation somewhere on planet Earth. Yeah. Like that's the end game. If we only have one person's heartstrings to pull on, we win. 
And if that person tells somebody like them, and we start this commonality of like-minded people that are just getting into the conversation, they're not going to worry about whether you guys were talking about teachers or, or, you know, uh, Apple turnovers, they just vibe with you. And yeah. they're happy to have that conversation and they can do it in real time. I don't know if you guys were going live or not real time, or it's just there and then get um, caught up. We recorded I don't know that it. Podbean, like had the option, like now they have live. Yeah, that was our, yeah. You know, but now, but, um, they have, yeah, we were just recording and then, yeah. um, put in the title Post. and it <laughs> And it's out there. <laughs> yeah. Like that was, yeah. Well, and I think that that was the part that, it was sort of reaffirming to us that, you know, we were on the right track because we did have people reaching out to us saying like, you know, I listened to that show today and it really resonated with me when you talked about um, juggling all the things as a mom, or when we talked about um, the death of your child, or when we talked about my cancer, um, all of those things really resonated with people, just sort of that human experience and the conversation. And we were just rolling with whatever was going on in our lives. And, um, and I think it was super real. And uh, that's why we, we did it. We, yeah, we may have cried yeah. once or twice. There may have been crying. Um, so that leads me though. So you have now ventured out on your own. Because, so. well, because I really do like, I love, there's just something about pod podcasting that I just love it. I don't know why. And I'm like, I don't know if anybody will ever listen to this new podcast that I'm doing because it's really just me at this point. You know, I'd love to have people be able to connect into it eventually, but, um, but like Tim had said, that there might be that one person out there that needs to hear what you're saying, you know, and that, it, that by me sharing my path or my story or my insights might help them not to necessarily struggle so much or be like, okay, I'm not alone in this or, you know, kind sure. of thing. Well, so, and so people can find it. Um, where do they find you uh, and what is it called? So it's called Path towards faith and it is now on itunes and spotify so it's on like those two main platforms i think it might be like in amazon and google if, okay. but if you do like path towards faith it's there path towards faith so you you decided not to go with aaron's not here yeah no <laughs> yeah i was in By the marketing myself. meeting a few weeks ago we had a little powwow and she's like i'm juggling between path towards faith or aaron's not here and yeah yeah i'm glad yeah. you went with path towards faith i like yeah. it yes That's yeah good. Very good. So, well, let's talk about the fact as an introvert, like this is and, and uh, I've met you and like, I've probably met a lot of them. I didn't find out they were introvert, introverted because I just kept talking. So there's that right. um, above and beyond that as an introvert, what makes you think that this has connected for you? Because usually there's more of an observer gene with the introvert as opposed to the lean in and have the conversation. And for you too, which I suspect might be wildly uncomfortable. You're leaning in and engaging in a conversation for lack of a better term with your, your basement wall, or I don't know, I think there's a dreadmill over your shoulder. Maybe, yeah, you know, so yeah. What, what keeps you hitting the play button on a weekly basis or however often you're having these episodes that you are finding joy in that? What, what do you suspect is causing that for you? I think it's more about like 
there's a, um, a sense of obligation that what I'm sharing is important enough to get out there mm -hmm. um, to people because they are things that I've that I've um, struggled with in my own faith. And I think that other people need to hear it. And it's the Christian podcast. And mm -hmm. I think that a lot of times um, people, Christians in particular, don't share the struggles that they go through and how they can get to the other side of that, you know, through their faith. Um, I think sometimes they want to paint the picture that everything's like rosy and beautiful. And mm -hmm. that's not the case. Um, so for me being an introvert because i do not do like the recording zoom part of it mm -hmm. um i feel like i can have that conversation and if i'm like embarrassed or bright red which usually happens then nobody can really see that sure. and um i feel like it's going to reach the people it needs to reach i don't know if that really answers the question no it did yeah, well it it's like an evolution right so like because you're a writer as well so you've yes. been writing for a long time. You write poetry and you write a blog and, and then you wrote me into a podcast. You got really comfortable and now you're on your own. So I see how this goes. So, but like this evolution of finding your voice mm -hmm. is part of this process or am I just guessing? I don't know. You tell me. It is part of the process and I prefer to podcast over writing because okay. just kind of, you can just kind of like the thoughts and stuff kind of flow easier for me. Um, and I don't second guess myself as much because I just push publish. Like I don't go back and like and agonize over it. Mm -hmm. But, um, but what is interesting, I do like have that inner fight with myself every week to like do the next episode. So it's like, I don't know if you like, you're crazy. Like, is anybody really paying attention to you? You know, so it's just that negative kind of self-talk and it's like, go do it. It'll yeah, be I think one of the things that people struggle with the most and, and, uh, Aaron and I, you know, uh, because I tend to be more dorkalicious, I was super concerned about having, um, at least because we knew we were going to video, we were going to be video based, obviously. Um, but even in, in a video format, like if you're watching this on, on YouTube or Facebook, wherever right now, it's, I feel, um, and you can't tell me how to feel. That's why I always say that. I feel it's important the video looks good, right? Most importantly, though, if the lowest common denominator is audio, you want to make sure your audio is crisp and clean. So we were um, fastidious about that, I, I guess I could say. And then it's funny because I start, I start watching people and I start to try to become a student of the industry. And the thing I heard over and over and over again is just push play stupid. Just go do it. Like, it's going to be awful. Somebody's going to lose a limb. Like, we're going to figure this out. But, uh, you know, on the other end of this, you're going to start to connect with people. And um, if you can get over, which we've built a society that is looking for likes and hearts and thumbs up and all that yeah, stuff. So as, right. and as adults, don't worry about views. Don't worry about listens. Don't worry about likes. Don't worry about shares. Just keep putting out content. And you're going to find we Aaron and I have kept saying to each other for our own sanity is we'll find our tribe, you know? Mm -hmm. So, well, because the people that want to hear what you have to say, aren't going to really care about, you know, those yeah. little things. I mean, you don't want to set the audio to be so horrible. You can't yeah. If you it's, know? I feel like he's got, he's making a hell of a point. I just can't make it out. Yeah. Yeah. Like if it's inaudible, <laughs> you've, you've lost, but at the same right. point, yeah. If you have a glitchy week or, bad video one week. It's, it's not that, it's not that big a deal. And, and without fail, there was a piece of that that was a safety net uh, for, for us to not necessarily knock the door down like the Kool-Aid kid. 
uh, and just go. We also knew uh, that we were going to get it going, but we certainly said by school time. I think we were saying late July, and then it still took us. Uh, I think we hit the last week of July, maybe. I can't really remember now, but we're here. We're here now. Yeah. Well, you know, and even I think for Vanessa and I, when we started, there was a, like, <laughs> we didn't even know how to upload anything. We were like cutting shows and like, okay, now what? <laughs> and we'd like sit in the basement and be like, do you want to add music? Yeah. Do you want to add, <laughs> you know, like, should we add a, a, like a slow intro and a, you know, like uh, we just, you know, we played with it and had fun and had no expectation that anybody was going to listen. And I think for myself, I can just speak for myself, but that time was so important because, mm -hmm. um, one, we were connecting to people and, um, I felt the community of that with people who were reaching out and saying like, you know, thanks for having that conversation. It meant a lot to me. And I needed to have those conversations um, because I was changing careers and totally scared out of my mind. And, um, and, and then in the midst of it was diagnosed with cancer and figuring that out, you know, it's like an entrepreneur and I had a, two kids at home and a house and, and, you know, um, and you were going through your stuff and, um, I think those conversations were so grounding for me during that time. It was sort of like um, live therapy every week with yeah. your friend. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was, um, I healed a lot of my, you know, guilt over leaving my last career in public school um, and feeling more comfortable being an entrepreneur. And um, so it was an important time for me. So I thank you for inviting me to do that with you. Well, and I, I'm glad you brought that up too, because I, I guess I want to ask both of you. The the you, you talked about the fact that you cried together uh, sometimes. Yeah. Um, I, I cry every day. I'm in here by myself. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, before we get on this, I'm still checking my makeup. Yeah. Anyway, uh, waterproof mascara, Mac makeup, love it. Joking. Um, so there. That being said, if if that was therapeutic for you, and and it's it's got to be cathartic because you know, Aaron referenced uh, the the loss that you suffered. How much of that was, um, you know, a catharsis for you? And at the same time, maybe an outstretched hand that maybe I can connect with a person who's uh, suffered the same way I have. Uh, and and I and I there's got to be some sort of a connection between that and what you guys were doing together by making your your role changes, the loss you suffered, Vanessa, and now what you've moved into with the, the, the path toward faith. Um, how does that tie together? And for you? What has been the the gift you weren't expecting in all of this? Um, well, obviously with that kind of loss, it's pretty traumatic. Um, it was a sudden, he was 26, it was a sudden death um, due to a drug overdose, which many families out there, unfortunately, have experienced. Mm -hmm. And it kind of sent my entire family into a whirlwind mm. and you know so he had passed away in October and I think we started our podcast and like was it in January yeah it so, was within a short amount of time after mm. that yeah yeah so we so for me it was a way to like kind of reconnect to this person that I know was like such a supportive person mm. and had you know had been before she had left and just to kind of get out of my head and get out of my house mm, <laughs> so yeah 
but you know. Oh, now we're getting somewhere. This is so you can go over to Aaron's crappy basement. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's how it's- Interesting. <clears throat> Who has the nicer, crappy, scary basement? Let's cut it there. Yeah. 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 But just to kind of go there, um, because you, it's so all-consuming as mm. a family mm. that you just got to find a way out of that. And, you know, in teaching, I mean, it keeps you busy and it sure. keeps you preoccupied. But also, it, you know, it was a constant reminder because like the phone calls happened there. I had to pick up his ashes at the funeral home in Manchester. You know, it was just, so to just kind of break away from that for a little while was a good thing. Well, and and in your role, sent me on a huge, a huge, like even bigger journey um, over that year. So. Well, and I have to imagine in your role too, as teachers, especially going through that with, with your son, your, every day in a room with other people's children pouring into them to help them be the best version of them. And you've just, and you've just lost your very own. So that had to be uh, challenging. I mean, a little, little side off of, of that too. Um, my, my wife lost her brother, uh, similar circumstances when he was 31 and to watch my in-laws go through what I trust you're going through is it's insufferable. Like, and people just, you can't wrap your arm. You, you lose all these other people in your life, but it's something that in the order of things isn't supposed to happen. Right. So, and you're, you're in a room full of other people's children every day must've been a, a, a true challenge for sure. Well, and they had no idea. Like they, like the time yeah. that I was out and stuff like that, like, you know, I privately had told parents, mm. you know, there was a death in my family. I didn't, go into detail mm. I said that the kids need to know that I was sick like mm. I don't because they will ask me there they were you know nine yeah yeah, yeah. So, oh, why weren't you here? you know <laughs> the, so it's easier for me to say I was sick you yeah. know feel the question that way yeah but, yeah it's a lot and then you know my daughter my youngest daughter just from that like they were the closest together mm. and so like she spiraled into like this whole suicide thing. And like, now you're fighting for another child's life. Yeah. And so it's just, it was a tough year. It was yeah. a tough year. And yet, you know, I think we had this little space of a couple of hours a week mm. where we were able to just be together and create something and, and then plan for it. And I know, um, I just felt privileged to be a part of it with you and, and that conversation. So. And we got to like talk about like stuff that really some, a lot of yeah. times had nothing to do with that. Absolutely. Like, yeah. You, like process too, like the trauma of teaching. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, what's it like to be a public school teacher in an inner city environment with no resources and, you know, kids who are living in trauma and like, these are the things that we talked about. And, and then also like as teachers, you can't turn it off. Like you can't have a bad day. You have to, there's no shutting the door and just like falling apart. You always have to be put together when you're in a classroom. And, and I feel for all these teachers who are going back today and this week um, in this new environment, because they don't know what's coming. They don't know what's going on. um, And they want to put their best foot forward for these Mm. kids. But you know, we, as teachers, you have to maintain your composure all the time. And um, it's not easy sometimes. (laughs) 
Yeah, no. Vanessa, are you totally out of the role now? Huh? Are you completely out of the role now? No, she's no still I, I still teach. Okay, I wasn't sure if you had stepped away. Oh, I, wow, I love that. Let's peel this onion. I am dying. Well, I guess I guess we if, if we want to protect, we don't want to talk about people that we don't want to talk about, like when it comes to the school systems and stuff, because I always, I talk to Erin and she's talking to you and other teachers. I would love to know, obviously, uh, Aaron's thoughts I get, but they're ever-changing, and there's lots of them. It's like opening a bag of Skittles, right? Yeah. So I'd love to know what Aaron feels like today about what's going on. But you, as a teacher that I have not had the chance to pick your brain, um, and, and let me preface the rest of this conversation, at least uh, for myself. Um, there's got to be no judgment in how people feel about this. And I think there, there, there are not enough buckets of grace to go around right now for the educational community, for, for parents who need their kids to go back to school because otherwise they can't be home. Like there's no right answer. Uh, I'm just intrigued on, on what you are uh, dealing with right now at your school system and what the plan is and, and what that even looks like. And if you're comfortable to share, how do you feel about it? Yeah, so I, so I did teach for 18 years in Manchester, where that's mm -hmm. where we were. Yep. And then last year, I did move to teach in the town that I live in, which is a smaller, it's just a K-8 to school. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and I teach sixth grade. So that was like such fun, such fun. Yes. Um, so our plan, if this gives you any indication, was mm. just approved for the school board yesterday, last oh. night. Yeah. And then we went back today as teachers. So, <laughs> you know, it's been a little bit crazy, yeah. but not surprising. So the um, NFL came out with their plan. The players union went back today and decided, actually, we'd like to see some changes. Interesting. So yeah. is, it, is it still in negotiations or... So no, so this plan was like, it's been in negotiations where mm. like the union and the administration mm. and in the midst of it, our superintendent left. Mm. So we had a new superintendent kind of have to come in, but luckily he was in the joint high school that our town share. So yeah. he has at least some clue, you know, yeah. how to kind of approach this plan. Right. Well, just a sidebar, the average uh, longevity in a, superintendent role in the United States is two and a half years. So okay. just, just so you know, that's the average lifespan of a superintendent for a school district. So it's like eight seconds on a bull. If you get yeah, to the ninth not, second, it's you're just a hero. Enough time yeah. to mess yeah. stuff up really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we have a lot, like, um, I think it's like 33% of our population of students and families that said, we are only going remote. We are not mm. sending our children back into the school. And then a chunk outside of that are also decided to homeschool. Um, but the rest of them have decided that they wanted in-person learning. So mm. for like K to five, they'll be in five days a week, but they're only like classes of like nine to 12 kids. Mm. So they're all socially distanced. They have to wear masks all day, you know, so there's, all of those kind of health protocols. And then up in the middle school, because there's a significantly larger group of kids, um, they're like doing a cohort model. <laughs> and so there's remote teaching happening at each one of the grades. Yeah. But then there's also like two, like cohort A will be there Monday and Thursday, cohort B, Tuesday, Friday, and then Wednesday is a remote for all 
um, all middle school. And then that'll be like we are with them for like half a day on Wednesday. And then the second half of the day is an early release so that teacher teams can plan because the amount of planning that you have to do to make sure that your kids that are in the building and mm. your kids that are remote only are all getting the same curriculum and instruction and expectations and assessments. So that just adds to the planning that you would normally do. Every so one of my friends like thought like at least in giving us that half yeah. day, like to me, that's a gift that I don't sure. know that I've gotten somewhere else. I have so many friends uh, where I grew up in Chelmsford that went to college and they did it for, you know, early childhood education or whatever the case may be. And as I've run into them over the years, they all inevitably went to get their master's. That seems like a thing you have to do when you're a yeah. teacher. God bless you yeah, all. We well, that's how you get a pay raise. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. It's the of, only of way course. you get yes. It's time yes. in and education. It's the only way. And those six years are worth the four dollars you got. Damn it. Well, that's the I, thing. Like yeah. the sixty thousand dollar master's degree, and you earn two grand year a year more. Like makes a lot of sense. Well, I'm I'm proposing that one of the one of the uh, one of the I guess the the pathways to that could be an entire curriculum, which is just uh, pandemic curriculum planning or something like this is going to be a thing, you know, yeah. and Erin yeah. knows forever. What's that? I think public school has changed forever. Yeah. Well, I think a blessing is there's not a single school on the planet that can now say they don't have a blizzard bag program. Like everybody's <laughs> case. There's, there's yeah. no more snow days. We've determined that, right? Everybody knows how to figure it out from home. Yeah, above and beyond that, and and Aaron's gonna hate that I say this, and I I, I don't mean it to be negative. I just think once we get through uh, COVID nineteen, COVID thirty eight, whatever's next, I think there's just gonna be the next thing. I think we're gonna continue to see these weird strains because stuff. I don't know. So I hope you're wrong. I, I truly I do. I truly right. do. <laughs> I I also I've said to my kids completely serious. I said I think having a mask in your hip pocket is gonna be the rest of our lives. Yeah, I, just, I, I don't know. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised, you know. Um, yeah, yeah that I don't think we're gonna Go wake up tomorrow and have like the headline in the news like the pandemic's over, return to the way it was before March 12th, zoop back to March 12th, 2020. Mm. Like, I, the, I, I don't, That's and I coming. do think there are people who are like holding out for that, and yeah. I. I feel a little worried for them because I don't think that's going to happen. And, um, you know, so we got to just figure out how to proceed. And like you said, Vanessa, like I think public school is forever changed where our kids are going to grow up and tell their kids when we were kids, yeah. we had snow days. Yeah. Yep. Like that's yep. not going to be a thing anymore. Right. We used like, to walk to school without a yes, mask and a helmet. The, like, yeah. It's yeah. the new, it's the new like grandpa and grandma story. I walked two miles. Up the new, the new private <laughs> yeah. school uniform is a hazmat suit with a beekeeper's yeah. hat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. So my kids actually, so uh, we're in Stratford. My kids are at Cole Brown and Cole Brown is that's in the, my, that's where I went in, in the midst. Oh, you went to, you went to Cow Barn Academy. I love it. Love it. Yes. Um, I'm, yeah. So we, we, um, our, our youngest is a freshman. He had orientation on the 14th. Uh, and then they didn't do it. They didn't do a cohort style, but they, they've, they've gone back insofar as that first week was, uh, A to K L to Z every other day. And then last Friday, the whole campus went back. And now as of Monday, everybody's back. 
They did a great job with all the directional arrows. We were there for an IEP meeting. Our youngest is, is autistic. And I feel really good about what they're doing. Every desk has the plexiglass sneeze shields, the whole nine yards. That being said, I don't think it's a Sununu decision for, for us here in New Hampshire or even the SAU decision. I think it's going to be when the first kid tests positive. And more so, and this is, this, this is where I become truly fascinated with some people's perspective on this and to each his own. That being said, it's, it's all well and good to say the kids are younger. They're going to be okay. Actually, my kid, because he is also diabetic, our youngest, um, you know, doesn't have a higher probability of, of contracting COVID-19. It's, it's what he'll deal with after the fact. Um, so we decided to send him to school because our oldest was going to go and we need him to get engaged with his teachers because of who he is. And I think if he's there for a good solid 28 minutes, because I truly think that it might only be a good solid 28 minutes, he'll at least have developed those relationships that he has this interpersonal connection that when he does get home, he feels a commitment to them. Because every, everyone as a parent knows our kids aren't worried about us. They're worried about their teachers and, and their peers, how they'll look in front of their peers. So if we can have that, that would be a benefit. Back to that first kid getting sick. And moreover, the teachers, what's the average age of a teacher in the state of New Hampshire or nationwide? Average age is, is, is in that danger zone. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think people are failing to believe. Like the teachers aren't invincible, you know, and the, nobody is, but people are like, well, the kids got to go back. There needs to be normalcy. I appreciate all that. I think when school systems start to have maybe one or two cases, people are going to start to pull their kids. Um, and, and, you know, Co Brown gave you the option of doing uh, hybrid full home, full school. There's, there were three different options and we just knew that Aiden wanted to go back. And um, there's just a piece of me that thinks it won't be long. So, uh, you know, I don't want I don't want my kids to be in an unhealthy environment. I also want them to be kids and see their well, friends and, and go to school. And... Needing to realize, like, schools are disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, they, I mean, we didn't need they, COVID. They were disgusting last year. Yeah, right around they October. Have children in them. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. there's no. I mean, our custodians work very hard, but yeah. they're just not the cleanest places. I mean, you can clean all the desks, come back the next morning, and there's film on them, you know? Mm. Not because somebody was there, but because there's just, it's just gross, you know? Yeah, because, so, hashtag because gross. Right. Well, you're talking about old buildings, old yeah. air filtration systems. Mm. I mean, our public schools are like some of the oldest buildings in any community. Your oldest buildings are generally your schools. They have really old air handlers. They have like one janitor who, you know, in any budget cuts, they cut back on that. I mean, I remember when we were in Manchester years ago, we had like three janitors. And then one year they decided we're not going to budget for that anymore. They cut oh. us down to one and they were, or two, and it was just no, I think it was one janitor during the day and then no night cleaning crew anymore. Do you remember? Yeah. And everybody was so sick. Like the strep throat was rampant. The flu was rampant. And they like within a month, they were like, yep, we need the cleaning crew back. <laughs> like, back, to, back to six janitors all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's just it. You look at when, when they go back in September, invariably, when we get back from any holiday break, uh, there seems to be uh, a little spike just because they're back together again, and especially yeah. during the winter when the windows are closed and there's less outside time. So um, Co Brown has mixed in uh, a lot of outdoor activities and, you know, in the high school level, there's never technically a recess, but they're going to have outdoor breaks. And um, if your student uh, has 
a study period at the top or the bottom of their schedule. They can come in late or, or leave early. So they're doing their best. I, you know, I'll, I'll say my wife and I are impressed with what Cole Brown's put together for a schedule. I just think uh, they, they might be, you know, an anomaly. I think there's a lot of schools that are just like, open the doors, get them in here. We'll see what happens. You know, it's like Vegas, like just, eh, we'll see if we land on black or red and we'll take it from there. Um, I don't know. Again, there's no right answer. So what, what you guys are set to go back when? Um, so we're all staff is there now. Um, okay. Kids are starting the 14th at this point. Oh, okay. Because in the midst of this too, um, the sprinkler system pump that was put in in 1974 doesn't huh. work anymore. So that's the for the whole fire system, hmm. you know, sprinkler system throughout the building. So that has to be replaced. And that's, you know, not cheap and yeah. not on our schedule. So I think yeah. it pushed because we were supposed to have kids back the eighth, but I think it's kind of pushed it back because they have to sure. kids can't without the sprinkler system. So. Right. Yeah. There are some safety regulations. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Boston pushed back to the 21st, right? And I, I, I've got friends down uh, and I grew up in Massachusetts. I've got friends down in Massachusetts and they're like, the 21st of September feels like they pushed it out just enough that they don't have to make a decision. Like the universe might make it right. for them. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, like I, I know people uh, listen to sports radio on the way home and people are like calling EI and they're screaming like Charlie Baker and Marty and all, they're yelling about the mayor and the, and, and the governor. I can't imagine the pressure on those gentlemen and, and any God bless anybody in charge of an SAU that's going to bed every night with all these kids Right. What they used to say with boats, all the souls on board when they have the head, the head count on an airplane, like all these souls on board. That's a, that's a daunting task to, to be like, well, I hope I hope we get this right, because I don't I don't necessarily think there's a right answer. It's just going to be uh, people doing the best they can. Well, yeah. Because I think like when a community faces either a child or a teacher, mm. unfortunately passing, then it's like that ripple effect of that will be yep. significant. You know, yeah. and I mean, odds are it's going to happen somewhere. Yeah. Yep. You know? Well, that, that there was that girl that posted the pictures of the crowded hallways in Georgia mm. with no masks and she was suspended. I don't know where it went from there. And then somebody else from the same high school recorded audio of the principal yelling at the kids saying there'll be consequences if you post any more pictures or video online. And then that weekend, 10 or 12 cases popped up out of that high school and they took the Monday off to clean it real good. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, but to, to, Vanessa, to your point, gross is going to come back on Tuesday and start wiping all the services again. And gross is all of us. Like, can you imagine walking around any workplace? Like, uh, you know, I'm in, I'm in the Portsmouth office of our company and I'm sure there's a, a couple thousand levels of disgusting here until the cleaning crew comes. And I also know the cleaning crew is probably not coming through in, in hazmat suits and, and pot hosing the whole building either. It's just little things. Like when I head down the stairs tonight, I'm going to stay pretty nimble at 48. I'll stay Keep center stairs, center like stairs. Yes. Center stairs with my mask on. Like, don't touch this <laughs> up like a bad game of operation. Don't touch the sides, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But then I get outside. Well, I'm not going to open the front door with my nose or my elbow. I mean, I sort of can, but like, then you're touching, you're just touching things. When I go get gas, I'm not putting on rubber gloves. I'm hitting the ATM machine. Wash your hands, Timmy. I, I, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna get a bottle of, uh, of no disgust on the on on my belt loop. 
Well, and two, I think like, you know, sometimes you hear like, oh, teachers can just open their windows and open their doors to the outside. Well, first of all, we are trained um, to respond to school shooters. So right. no, you can't have just all the doors to the building open. Right. Second right. of all, a lot of teachers are in closets. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. they used to be storage closets or custodian closets. Like that's their office that's or thing. their room now. Um, Aaron and I, we were both in closets that backed up against the girls and the boys' bathroom. Oh, that sounds great. So you got like great smells and sounds <laughs> happening. Smells and awesome. Sounds. Yeah. Oh, your office was way worse than mine, actually. Well, like, because I had the janitor yeah, closet like, like on the other side of my wall and the sink leaked and like... Yeah. Oh. I had a permanent stain on my floor that was actually like seal coated over. I feel like you have a permanent stain on your soul from that. <laughs> can you, I can't even imagine. <laughs> well, do you know what's crazy? Well, I went to see Mrs. Gagnon and all I could smell was bleach. Bathroom. I can't see and I think I'm going to the wrong college now, but it was a great week. Yeah. <laughs> but that's real. I mean, the, uh, we have all these sort of specialty teachers in closets or yeah. basements. Uh, for With years, no I stopped. I, I was in the stairwell until the fire marshal came through and was like, uh, "Not allowed." The person <laughs> under the stairs. Thank God you got that master's degree, though. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Um, uh, the multiple master's degrees. Yeah, they oh. totally were valued. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, yeah. uh, Vanessa. What do you, what do you want people when they, when they tune in and check out Path Towards Faith? What is the, I guess the, the common thread through, and, and I know that you've just relaunched and this is a, a new venture for you. What would I suspect as a listener when, when I push play every week or how often, how often do you, do you broadcast? So, yeah, I try to do it once a week. So okay. I think I would be doing episode four when oh. I do it. She's yeah. one ahead of us. Love it. Love it. But actually, tonight we're tied. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because okay. I have not done it yet. Oh, look at that. We're going to cut the pot. I'm, I'm going to be like Galuli. I'm going to sweep the leg. Why? Why? She couldn't skate. Um, so what, 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 what do you trust the common thread is? Like if I'm listening, I know when I tune in for the episode, uh, I'm getting a dash of this, a sprinkle of that. Um, who are you looking for? And again, finding your tribe is... It's an elusive statement, but who are you looking for? Who are you looking to connect so, with? I mean, like I had said earlier, it is a Christian podcast. Sure. So obviously if that's not your thing, you probably won't be interested. <laughs> but um, I'm just being honest, you know, but I mean, I do a, I do a prayer during it. Mm -hmm. I do share like scripture passages that connect to what I've talked about. And I try to... Um, share kind of different things that I've gone through. Yep. Um, and I, like I shared my testimony, which is probably the longest episode that I had. And there's a lot in there that I don't expand on, but other episodes will kind of come sure. off of that eventually. So um, yeah, it is just to try to support people in their faith and, um, you know, keep them connected. Yeah, I, well, what I like about that too is, yeah, we we, yeah, we lost we lost the opportunity to physically go to church and our 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 parish. So I was going to joke earlier when you said it's a Christian podcast. I'm Catholic, so yes, it's under the same umbrella. But like all my friends who are Christians can quote the Bible. I'm like, 
we just really specialize in guilt. Like that's that that's the bad that's <laughs> the merit procedure. badge we earn all the time. And I and I'll take it next level and I'll say I'm Irish Catholic and people are like what's the difference? Like oh, swing by for Christmas. I'll show you what the difference is. Anyway, um, so yeah, insofar as having that opportunity that you're connecting with people that might not be getting to their place of faith right now, only for the fact that like right now at our parish and they've done a great job. I love just like almost like the 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 blizzard bag thing with school, like. I'm hoping that Father Andrew, phenomenal priest, is is realizing you've got to keep this cable network on because you've got yeah. people that are connecting, you know, and then when he, and he throws out, you know, for tithing and we all you know, we get our envelopes. We're good Catholics. And I bring it and we drop it in the basket at mass and all this stuff. My wife goes on and she does the drop down. She goes, oh, we can donate to this and that. Like she found all these other things she loved. I'm like, OK, we need money to have the electricity to watch mass next week. So slow your roll. But I, I thought that was really cool. But right now, if you want to actually physically go to mass, it's almost like you're getting online to book your table at a restaurant because they need to know who's going to be there. You're going to be yeah. spaced out. And, and I will pull my Emily Dickinson right now. I, I can love Jesus from anywhere. I don't need to be in that building. And honestly, um, I don't know if I want to go sit in mass with my family, with our son that we don't want to necessarily always be putting in just one more thing when we can do it from home, you know, which would beg the question, will you let him go to school? Well, he sort of has to be there at this point, you know, um, and I don't feel like he has to, but uh, we've chosen to, to stay on nine o'clock mass on TV. And, and that's what we've been doing. So for you, you're turning into that virtual conversation that that somebody that's going to their place of faith might have caught on the way to the car or downstairs getting coffee and donuts and, and to just open that door for somebody to have that faith conversation or any conversation with that for that matter that has the commonality of of you know a, a belief system faith trust in god is is an opportunity that i think you'll find a massive tribe quite honestly you know as long as you, you stick to it make it your own and keep it your own and don't let people derail you yeah. and say you know what you yeah. should do Another kind of like big piece is um for like newer believers or believers that kind of, um, you know, have fallen away or whatever, mm. just, you know, that there's certain things that you should be doing every day as a yeah. believer to kind of keep your faith going and getting stronger and just, um, you know, growing in that. And, you know, I go into it in the episodes, but just, you know, that when you're not doing the things that you need to do to kind of nurture that part sure. of you, then other things kind of fall apart. <laughs> yeah. Well, you talked about too, like faith can get messy, right? Mm -hmm. Like pe people's social media, they show, they show the pretty holidays when, when their wife or husband took them out to dinner. Um, you know, it, it's, it, is your faith strong enough and no judgment? Cause maybe not everybody feels this way. I do. Um, do you, is your faith with whomever you call the prime mover, right? I always joke to make everybody happy. Is it God? Is it Jesus? Is it L. Ron Hubbard? Is it Oprah? Whatever you feel that is, it, is your faith in that strong enough that you're willing to fight for it and with it sometimes, right? Like we, te we tend to be like, oh, you know, oh God, get me out of this and I'll be a great Catholic for the rest of my life. There's a lot of that. There's also a, a thing, you know, we're always very thankful you know, and you'll see people win awards and stuff and they thank God first. And I'm not questioning their faith, but they thank God first in a, a very public space as opposed to when have you been sitting and I trust with the loss you've suffered, you probably sat on the edge of your bed a couple of times and said, are you serious? Like you had some pretty stern conversations with your Lord at some point, right? Mm -hmm. And it can be messy and that's, that's tantamount to any relationship. It's going to get like that, right? 
if you feel that invested and you feel that connected and you feel um, that it is a two-way street of conversation, right? Yeah. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you for your time. Erin, do you have a... You got a follow up for? We got a quiz? No, I think I think you hit all the high points. And um, yeah, I just always love talking with you. I know. So what <laughs> when do you hit the treadmill? Uh, <laughs> that's another I mean it's show a it's entirely. a co-star. It's right over your shoulder, I have to ask. That's another show and don't look over there. That's another show. Nothing to see. <laughs> Nothing to see here. I know. I went for a walk today with um, the girls this morning before I came to work, and it was uh, the first time I had walked in a few weeks. I think, um, you know, the the like inertia of COVID had had sort of settled in. I haven't, you know, I'm on my new sixty six day challenge of getting up at five o'clock. It get, you know, and and it's so silly, but just that switch for me opens the space and I'm like, oh, well, I got nothing to do. Let's go for a walk. Um, but if I don't get up at five, it doesn't happen. So she'll yeah. be up at 615 tomorrow. Sharp. 615. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Hey, so again, uh, it's Path Towards Faith and it's found on all the places where you listen to all the things. Vanessa Gagnon, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Vanessa. And uh, we'll, we'll make sure we put it in the show notes so people can track you down. We talked about teaching. We talked about loss. We talked about faith. It's like a full week at school, right? Yes. Yes. All the things. Vanessa, All thanks for joining things. us. Have a great week, everybody. We'll talk Thank to you soon. You. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.